And we give honor to my pastor and to his late mother for all the prayers that they prayed for us. There's no doubt we're riding some coattails today. <laughs> Amen. I'm all right with that. Amen. And I'm thankful for everything that's happened up until now. Amen. Think about, they said, there was a prophet uh, that had called me when we first started over on Westinghouse. I didn't even know him. He was a friend of a friend. He, and he called and he said, I want to tell you, uh, there's been 10 different men that tried to start an apostolic church in Hot Springs. And the devil ran them all off. He said, but he ain't going to run you off. <laughs> and so I thought, yeah. Man, you get enough, you get enough Holy Ghost in you, you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hey, we can well possess the land. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank God for the great saints of this wonderful church, prayer warriors, worshipers, people that love the word of God, you make it possible, amen, for there to be revival in this city, amen, and I thank you so much for it. Genesis 29 and 1, then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east, and he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it, for out of that well, everybody say out of that well, they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. Everybody say they put it back. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, Covering the Well. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. Why don't you help me pray right now? Amen. That the Holy Ghost would have its way in this house. Come on, lift up your voice to Jesus right now. Oh, we need you today, God. <laughs> Anoint our ears to hear. Oh, God, one more time, sweep through this house. Touch every heart and every life. God, set people free in this house tonight. Break every chain that would bind people uh, by the authority of the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, let your power be felt in this house. Come on, join up with somebody next to you. Come on, keep praying with me for one moment. God's wanting to break some things. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tear down every stronghold. Uh, Woo! <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Ooh, help people, Lord. Set them free. Oh, let the Spirit of God come upon them. Change their lives. Come on now, in a way of worship, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Everybody say, covering the well. Covering the well. Amen. In the hot, dry climate of the Middle East, 
where the Bible events take place, a well was not something that you could have if you wanted to. It wasn't just an extra thing that went along with your property, but you had to have a well. It was of the utmost importance that you had a well. There was no city water. And you couldn't put a pump down in the Jordan River and run a pipe to your house. Amen. But if you wanted to establish property and you wanted to be successful and you wanted to raise crops and raise animals and herds and flocks, you had to learn how to dig a well. Everybody say, learn how. You had to learn how to dig a well and you had to learn to keep digging until you found water. Well, hallelujah. Amen, all things aren't equal in every facet of life. Amen, I've heard of wells that were only 10 or 15 foot deep and then I heard of people who had to dig four or 500 feet to find water. Pastor, how deep do I need to dig? This is how deep you need to dig. Till you find the water. How many times do I need to go to the altar and pray? I don't know how many times. You need to go back till you find what you're looking for. How long do I need to pray? I don't know how long you need to pray. I just know you need to keep praying till you get that water. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, in a world where man, preachers tell people you don't have to do anything, don't have to change anything, poof, you got it. No, it ain't poof, you get it. You get on the altar and you pour your heart out to God uh, until you be endued with power from on high. Hey, we don't get to make up his mind. He makes up his mind. Oh, the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. God, give the church some determination. Give the people of God determination. Uh, Hey, there was a generation that came before us uh, for 30 nights in a row. They would be under brush harbors uh, with sawdust floors, uh, mosquitoes, gnats, uh, no air conditioner. uh, But what were they doing? They were looking for God. Uh, They said, I'll stay until I find it. I hope I get some diggers in here. Come on, dig. Anybody want to dig tonight? Anybody want to get a little deeper? Come on, it ain't time to be sissies in a snowflake generation. In a snowflake generation, God help us to get determined. I want to dig until I get what they had. Well, I wish I'd have been born in the Bible days. No, you don't. You'd have had to dig back then too. Amen. Nothing changed. The formula's still the same. Repent of your sins. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, I went to the altar and I didn't get it. Just keep on digging, my friend. 
I prayed for healing and it didn't happen. Just keep on digging, my friend. I prayed and I didn't get the raise I wanted. Just keep on digging, my friend. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, if you'll just keep, I promise you, uh, there's water down there. Uh, if you'll just dig. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Let's thank him. Hallelujah. Amen. Water was the source of life. Amen. Water was the source of life. That's why they didn't complain about digging. They knew if I'm going to survive, I got to find it. Amen. I wish you would get in every one of us tonight. If I don't find it, I'm going to be lost. If I don't find it, I'm going to perish. If I don't find it, I'm going to be left behind. It don't leave any options, friend. Well, it seems like it's harder for me than it is for everybody else. That's all right. Just keep on. Just keep on. Just... Oh, hallelujah. Matter of fact, I've seen people come to an altar and get the Holy Ghost almost immediately. And then I've seen people that it takes a long time. And it almost parallels with this life. The people that's got to work for something. They usually appreciate it a little more. The little boy that had to mow yards to get a bicycle, he's going to take care of his bicycle. <laughs> Amen. Somebody just giving one whatever they wanted, uh, they may leave it on the sidewalk. Uh, they may not take care of it. Uh, hey. But when you got to dig a little bit, my friend, uh, when you get it, uh, you're going to keep it. Uh, Hallelujah. Well, I feel like preaching. It feels like Holy Ghost Church in here. Amen. Everybody say, keep on digging. Why you got to dig? Because we got to have it. Amen. Just like they had to have the water in the natural realm. Man, we got to have it in the spiritual realm. Don't ever let the church dry up. Don't let your spirit dry up. Don't you sit and pout about not feeling God uh, when you're not digging for it. Uh, don't complain about life. If you ain't praying about life, don't gripe about stuff. When you ain't praying about it, never fasted a day in their life. They always call, Pastor, will you fast so, amen amen you start doing the math I just fasted one day for everybody I'd be dead you know that tells me I can't fast for everybody pastor would you please pray I gotta have a miracle do the math praise God getting kind of quiet in here all of a sudden Maybe it'd be a good time to learn some multiplication tables. 200 times 10. 
Praise God. There ain't enough time in the day for somebody else to do all your digging for you. We're going to help you. We're going to get behind you. But at the end of the day, you better get the shovel in your hand and say, if it's going to happen, it's going to be because I started. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. It was a very interesting story. Jesus was at the well talking to a woman. And he says, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Amen. He was looking at the water that somebody else had dug a well. It was H2O. Amen. And she was there thinking it was going to solve her, her problems. He said, if you drink of this well, you're going to be thirsty again. But if you'll drink of what I'm going to give you, you'll never thirst again. What was he saying? When you get the Holy Ghost, my friend, it don't get any better than that. When you get the fire, it don't get any better. I want the Holy Ghost to fall on everybody in this room before we leave. He said, the water that I'm going to give you, it's going to be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. You can drink some H2O and it'll take care of your hydration for a moment. But when you get the Holy Ghost... It's going to start springing up into eternal life. Why do you got to have it? Because it. Oh, help me, Jesus, right now. God, we want it. We want it. I said we want it. One, two, three, four. We all want it so bad. Why, why does it matter? Why, why on earth, my Lord? Why, why would you always say, come on, come on, press through, church? Why would you always say, come on, church, get a breakthrough? Why, why would you always say, church, come on, get a drink from the fountain? Come on. Why would you always say, just get a hold of somebody uh, and just pray until the Holy Ghost begins to flow through you? Why do you always say that? Let me tell you why I say that. Because this well of water is springing up into eternal life. Without a breakthrough, there ain't no eternal life. I want one every day. I want to make sure my cup's running over. Come on, don't be... Oh, in the name of Jesus, just say no to dead church. Hey, when you walk through the door, you ought to be looking for that fountain. Don't let people run by themselves. Yadabahosata, yadabahosata. 
The church of the living God is not a dead church. He's the God of the living. Well, I I don't know if you ought to have that kind of church. Well, let me tell you about the church God started. It was in an upper room on a day called Pentecost in Jerusalem. And the Holy Ghost fell upon all of them. And they all began to speak with other tongues. And the spectator said, are these people drunk? Lord, let us carry some drunk people out of this place tonight. Give us another outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Give us an Azusa Street revival that'll shake this city to its core. Hallelujah. Amen. When you tap into this well of living water, you're affecting your eternity. After the awards assembly last night, there was no prayer meeting scheduled. But I walked into this room after the refreshments and everything was over. Amen. Sister Trisha Spearman was in another world. Amen. She was caught up, I would say, maybe not the third heaven, but a long ways. Amen. She was kneeling down, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And I watched as her children came in and said, Mama, it's time to go. She was in the twilight zone. <laughs> hey, man, she... 30 minutes later, she got up and stumbled to the door. Uh, hey, if we're going to have revival, you got to get a hold of the living water. Man. Don't let anything stop up your well. Don't let anything keep you from getting the water. Put your blinders on. If nobody else wants a drink, you get a drink. If everybody else wants to waste their gasoline coming and getting nothing... Let them do what they want to do. But you get a drink. There were, there were three flocks. Everybody say three flocks. The Bible tells that there were three flocks waiting at the well. You know what they were doing? They were waiting for someone to roll that stone away. Praise God. And I, I was praying today. And I don't know what kind of sheep you want to be. But that ain't the kind I want to be. Or I got to wait till somebody else. But somebody else has to get the spirit flowing or I just don't get anything. They were just laying beside the well. They were dying beside the well, you could say. Because if nobody shows up and moves it. 
make somebody have to come and get you. Don't make somebody have to shake you. Don't make somebody have to intercede for you. Learn how to get a breakthrough for yourself. Matter of fact, this is what I would like to preach. Why don't you be the one that takes... where everybody can get something. Hey, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost coming in this place. I'm going to be the intercessor. Come on, church. Go to a new level. You want your family to be saved? You want to impact your neighborhood? You want to impact this whole world? You be the one that'll take the cover off. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. just as important as knowing how to get that lid off just as important as knowing how to dig that well just as important as having the desire to dig that well is to have the understanding that I've got to protect what I've dug out I got to learn how to keep some things out. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God, give this church the revelation that for every foot you dig down, there's an enemy that wants to fill it back up. What good would it do to get a Holy Ghost drink and go out and the devil fills up your well the moment you walk out the door. Getting kind of quiet. I want it to be real. God, give us a revelation that the enemy has a purpose to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to mess up everything that you dig out. When you dig out a prayer life, he wants to blow it up and smoke. He wants to put things in your path that'll mess up your mind, mess up your attitude, mess up your spirit. Hey Amen. And if you don't learn how to guard what you've already got. If you don't learn how to guard what you already got. It's going to be a hard life for you my friend. But when. (laughs) 
People say that Isaac was uh, like a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. He was Mr. Nice Guy. Everybody say Mr. Nice Guy. Amen. There's nothing wrong with Mr. Nice Guy when you're out there. And you're dealing with people and dealing with your family. But when you start dealing with the enemy, you can't be Mr. Nice Guy no more. Amen. Put up Genesis 26. This is, this is the shocker that Mr. Nice Guy got. The Bible said, then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants. And the Philistines, what did they do? Let me tell you something. When you start digging... And God starts blessing. <laughs> the Philistines start getting an attitude. <laughs> Why am I going through this? Well, let me just preach to you for a while. Mr. Nice Guy didn't do nothing but plant a garden. I mean, how? how? But God started blessing him. And God started blessing him. The enemy started envying him. The 15th verse said, For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had what? Stopped them up. Why did they stop them up? What was the spirit behind the Philistines that wanted to stop up his well? I don't know if it was oh me or oh my or preach it or, or oh wow. Everybody say it was jealousy. The Philistines stopped them up and filled them with earth. That means dirt. Praise God. It means junk. You know what the devil wants to fill up your well with? A bunch of junk. Are you going to let him fill it up? And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again. Everybody say, digged again. Well, I've messed up. It's all right. Just dig it again. It ain't like it used to be. It can't be like it used to be. Just dig it out again. Well, Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of his father Abraham. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's there. Praise God. It's there. Anybody can do it. There ain't no sinner that he can't say. 
Let me tell you about my Jesus. If he walks up and you got a shovel in your hand, he says, oh, wow, man. There's somebody that wants it. They found a well of springing water, the 20th verse. And the herdmen of Gerard did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, the water is ours. Amen, ain't that so? Ain't that so? They were snowflakes. They wanted something for nothing. They wanted a welfare check. God don't hand out welfare checks. Praise God. Amen. He blesses people that work. He blesses people that get a made up mind. Well, I tried, Pastor. I was digging out a well, but somebody took over the well. That's all right. He just called the name of it something. Esek. Because they strove with him. What did Isaac do? He just started digging another well. It takes two people to get in a fight. Dug another well. They strove for that one also. He called it Sitna. He removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Praise God. The Philistines were jealous of Isaac. Amen. Why would you stop up a perfectly good well? You could drink out of it. Let me tell you, the Bible said, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Which means it would cut off its own nose. It'll do things that don't even make sense. Because it hates the blessings of somebody else. Let me tell you, when you begin to unravel a lot of the problems in people's life, when you begin to unravel the fight and you peel the layers back, well, he said that, but she said that, but he said, well, what? And you keep on peeling it back when you get to the bottom, to the DNA of every fight. It's jealousy. Well, I'll just go ahead and praise God anyhow. We can weep with other people that weep because we like that. That means they're going through trouble. But it's hard to rejoice with those that rejoice. But the Bible said weep with them that weep. But when your brother gets a $20 an hour raise. Hallelujah. My brother got blessed. Amen. Can I just preach you while I'm so glad they didn't sing for very long? Hunter King, God bless you. Thank you for being here. My boy. 
Praise God. My, my boy's age, sort of, maybe a couple years younger. Thank you for being here. Let me tell you something. If you would learn how to control, it's a natural it's a natural feeling, jealousy, envy, and strife. These are all works of the flesh. They in everybody. But you got to learn how to suppress them. Suppress them. And what you'll realize when you begin to dig out a well. Amen. When you begin to work on your marriage and everything gets right. There's going to be other people don't like that. You begin to do like Dave Ramsey and you eat rice and beans and beans and rice Get rid of things that don't matter really in life anyway. And all of a sudden your finances begin to get better. It's a shame you can't even tell anybody how good God's been to you. When you start doing what's right and you start working, God starts blessing. Amen. But don't be shocked when other people start going. I wonder what bank he robbed. Wonder how much he's paying his wife to smile like everything's all right. <laughs> that was the comic relief moment before I really start hammering down. <laughs> what about when somebody starts praying and God puts an anointing on their life? And you sit down on them while they're singing because you don't want everybody else to know you're feeling the anointing off of that. Boy, I feel something rising up right now. Hey, you ought to rejoice with those that rejoice. Come on, God's people. Come on, God's people. Come on, God's people. When God anoints somebody, you ought to be thankful. He's doing it for the church of the living God. Man. But when God anoints you, don't get shocked. When the Philistines show up. Try to stop up your well. Boy, I feel like preaching. Don't get shocked when the blessings of God begin to fall upon people that are making commitments. I ain't talking about fence straddlers in the world, in the church. But I'm talking about people sold out to God. When God starts blessing, don't you get upset. Don't you get disappointed and pouting and crying. You ought to just say, hey, God is no respecter of persons. If he'll do it for one, he'll do it for another. That jealousy. Jealousy is out to destroy people. Jealousy and envy will make you so miserable. There's nobody as miserable 
as a backslidden Pentecost that has had the power of God operate in their life and have walked away from truth. They're the ones making the bad comments. The world just says, man, them people are whacked. They're different. I ain't got a problem with them people. They love some Jesus. But it's the one that has been there. Shall I read? Ezekiel, the 28th chapter. Let me tell you about the past tense life of Lucifer. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been, that means you was, in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub. You had an anointing that covereth. And I had set thee, thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. Until. Don't get so big in your britches. Don't get to thinking you're anointed and it'll always be yours. Because the anointed cherub was that story until, until, everybody say until, until iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. And all they, they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. The devil who used to be in the presence of God. Who witnessed the glory of God. Who was on the mountain with God. He was cast out in judgment. And when he sees someone 
began to dig out a well. He knows what that means. He knows what it means when somebody is searching for the presence of God. Amen. But when you've been there and you've been cast out. Oh, I feel Jesus back in the house. You're talking about envy. You're talking about jealousy. When Lucifer, who is not allowed to come back to the mountain of God, when Lucifer, whose judgment is already set, you're going to spend eternity in a lake of fire, when he sees people begin to dig out a well. He's moved. I would say first, by envy. Don't you know if a guy could have one more chance, he'd love to probably do it all over again. But he can't do it all over again. Amen. When you see someone get into the presence of God, the first feelings is envy, jealousy. I've watched people who were backsliders sit in church and they would keep their eye on somebody getting a breakthrough. It was almost like it was making them mad. What are you talking about? Help us. Oh. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
to bottom anointed a reflection of the glory of God amen and he comes against people and he tries his very best if he could just get something to stop up your well I don't know why he would do that I know why he's just like the Philistines it was the spirit of Satan that was in the Philistines Isaac I don't want you to have a well I'd rather throw rocks in your well. They worked. It's work to pick up dirt and rocks. It was an effort to stop to do wrong. Boy, I feel Jesus. I began to pray in this building today. And God began to deal with me. The church has got to be smart enough we got to have enough discernment to be able to identify what is it that is stopping up my well? What is it that's causing me to be able to drink from the fountain while I'm standing around the altar? But by the time it gets tomorrow at noon, I'm mad at everybody. What is that? It's a stopped up well. Let me ask, where did it come from? Getting quiet in the house. Hey man, your pastor's desire is for you to drink freely. It's to draw waters with joy. Come on, it's not meant to be a drudgery to live for God. It's not meant to be depressing uh, to walk into the church. Uh, something wrong. Uh, the Philistines are upon you. Can to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know Isaac walked away. He walked away again. And I know his heart. His heart is I don't want to fight. Let me tell you, the devil will never stop. If you let him stop it up today, he's going to come back tomorrow. And he's going to do the exact same thing over again. And if you let him push you away, He's going to do the same thing the next day until you make up your mind. God put me here. God gave me this property. God's the one that blessed me. Boy, I feel Jesus in this house right now. So always to get you in trouble, it's always a subtle, a subtle spirit that comes. The devil don't stand there with a sword and say, you're going to do this or else. If, if that happened, you would just start saying, Jesus, Jesus, help me, God. And then he'd be in trouble.
This is what he does. Did God really say that you can't eat of all the fruit? Real, real subtle, you know, like, like out in the gossip hall after church. Did the pastor really say you really got to repent? Yeah. And all he's got to do is put a little doubt about the word of God in your spirit. I don't know. Yeah, he said it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And you know what he's doing? He's stopping up a well. You don't think it'll change you? You let him stop it up. Everybody in this room knows what I'm talking about. Because we've all failed God. We've all sinned to come short of the glory of God. And we all know that feeling when we know what time God comes walking through the garden. Instead of running to him, you're kind of running from him. What happened? You allowed the well to get stopped up. That relationship that was so pure and smooth and wonderful and refreshing that you had with God, now it's, let me hide for a while. They're hiding among the stuff. Let me tell you how beautiful God is, though. After you've done the dumbest stuff, <laughs> after you make the biggest mistakes, and I'll be the first one to lift my hand and say, that's me. I was preaching in Guy, Arkansas one time, and I was preaching. I was hammering. Brother, I was on fire. And every time I'd say something, there was a guy on the front row. He was, he was a sinner if I ever seen one. And he said, yep. He didn't know nobody in that room. He got the Holy Ghost that night too. Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's mercy said, hey, where y'all at? We always met at the altar before church. Could I say it like this? We're not feeling very pure right now. Was their answer. We're feeling kind of unclean right now. Well, why do you feel like that? Who told you that? Who stopped up your well? I said it a thousand times. When God asks you a question, it's not because he don't know the answer. He wants to make a point in your mind. Make sure you know what happened. It was the devil. It was the enemy of their soul that came to them and stopped up their well. They did not even realize it till the Spirit of God began to walk through and all of a sudden that relationship, mm, that water didn't taste the same. Kind of muddy. Kind of gravelly. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. You know when you walk through these doors and you can't feel it like you did. And it ain't as pure. Somebody left the cover off the well. 
somebody didn't protect that relationship they had with God. You, you know what I feel like? I feel like God's come walking through the garden in this house. And he's calling out some people's name. Hey, man, you might have messed up. But here I am. I'm walking through one more time. If you'll help me, uh, we'll dig this thing out again. We'll dig it out again if you'll help me. Uh, come on, I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. Yeah. Come on, lift up your voice to Jesus right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is going to come down and help somebody. Somebody ain't spoken tongues in a long time. If you'd come to this altar, God's going to help you dig it out. Come on, lift your prayer louder. Come on. A blind Bartimaeus prayer. Somebody needs to holler out to Jesus. Restore me, oh God. Restore me, oh God. Come on, there's a sweet spirit of God in this place. <laughs> Come on, there's mercy in this house. Come on, the love of God is in this place. <laughs> Come on, somebody needs to start digging right now. Come on, block out everything in your mind. You just start digging. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I know there's water down there. Oh, I've tasted it before. I've been there before. Oh, I want it. I need it. Restore it, God. Somebody's gonna taste the sweetness. Oh. 